You're now listening to Philosophical Grandeur, Episode 1, featuring Louisville comedian Jax Howie. During the show, we discuss conspiracies, cartoons, comedy, one-man bands, and the perils of public high school. Our theme music today is brought to you by one-man band Jimmy Jimmy. More of his work can be found at jimmy-jimmy.com. Our show is also brought to you in part by maplexmonk.com. All right, start the theme music. I'm here with Jax Howie, comedian, um, artist. Yeah, sure. Delivery extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah, that's my main. That's I, I'm a professional delivery driver. In, so. uh, creator, founder of the Housey Show. <laughs> I'm the president of the Housey. Pre- uh, you are at the top. Yeah, of I'm the at house. the top of it. Yeah. E. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the attic. Let's be real. <laughs> Which is at is. the top. Yeah, it's at there's, the top. I mean, there's probably no way to be higher than this. Unless you go out the window and, like, climb up on the roof. Yeah, on the roof, baking in the sun, you know, just like the episode of uh, Cow and Chicken. You'll have to explain that to me. (laughs) That's probably too deep of a reference. (laughs) You're older than me. It's not that it's too deep. It's that I haven't seen much Cow and Chicken. Cow or Chicken. Either. I don't think they had, I don't think it was Cow and then Chicken and then Cow and Chicken. I think it was just Cow and Chicken. But (laughs) that, that was totally, like, after your time, or you know what I mean, your time as like a cartoon watcher, right? Well, I disagree in that I would still watch, I still watch cartoons to this day. Well, yeah. And like Rick and Morty is a great example of one of my favorite cartoons for sure. What's your favorite <laughs> cartoon right now? My favorite cartoon, I, I mean, honestly, Rick and Morty, I've been thinking about Rick and Morty a lot lately just because uh, they're not, probably never going to come out with the season three. Oh, I, I disagree. <laughs> I think they are about to drop that it's, any day. Now. I mean, yeah, I I've been feeling like that for months now. Like, and I, I'm just so like at this point, I've just given up hope. So that way, like when it does happen, you'll I'm be so super happy. psyched. Yeah, I but yeah, I get that. I would say my favorite cartoon that I guess I'm watching right now, Star versus the Forces of Evil. It's basically this chick who's like from another dimension, and huh. she has some kind of like elder wand type bullshit, and <laughs> she like destroyed her other dimension. And like they're like you gotta you gotta go to Earth Dimension to learn how to be a, a regular human because it's you know it's a cartoon, so they gotta wow. they gotta send this demon chick. I mean you know she's all cute and stuff like that, so it's all funny. <laughs> it's and all, she doesn't really kill anybody. That they're just on fire and, and pain, <laughs> so it's all it's not it's not really a big deal. But uh, but then she goes into the human world and like she just causes shit over there, and it's it's a pretty cool show. It's on Hulu. You know, I'll check that out. I haven't, I have not heard about that one at all. Yeah, so I feel a little out of the loop. Maybe you're right. May I, maybe I am beyond my time of watching cartoons. Well, I feel like the only reason I brought that one up is because it's kind of. I think it is like obscure un, under people's radar. Yeah, not it, maybe not anymore. But like, it's I feel like, like it's like the hipster of cartoons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Steven Universe has like gotten into the into the uh, zeitgeist now. Like everybody talks about Steven Universe. Oh yeah, you know I, I mean? you're the first I've heard talk about it. Really? You yeah. haven't heard of Steven Universe? Well, now I have. I mean, it's pretty. <laughs> I feel like you could just like type it in online, and you'd be like, "Oh my God, there's so much like." It's got like more fan art than like Sonic the Hedgehog or whatever. Are there like that uh, type of fan? Are art. there is are there other cartoons that are under that title, Steven Universe? No. Okay. No, it's uh. I mean, I would say that Adventure Time and Steven Universe. Gravity Falls. Well, Adventure Time and Gravity Falls, I definitely know. I've seen all of Gravity Falls. Well, see, Gravity did you know that, uh, this is something I found out the other day, Gravity Falls, there's a scene in Gravity Falls where, what's his face, uh, <laughs> Grunkle Stan, his, yeah. his pen and his pad like fly out of his hand into that portal that he creates, uh-huh. and uh, in Rick and Morty, that pen and pad comes out of a portal, and they actually... Bill Cipher, he's in Jerry's mind, apparently. There's a scene where they, like, put something on Jerry's mind. There's, like, a little screen going by, and I outline a Bill Cipher. I think I, I think I remember that. Mm-hmm. I think I remember seeing that and, like, something going through my head, but I couldn't identify, yeah. like, at the time what it was. because Bill Cipher's in your mind. But we got to get... We get Speaking of the Illuminati and Bill Cipher and pyramids <laughs> and stuff like that, we were just talking about... Uh, Alex Jones. Yeah, and, and his... And how he can... Put, okay. Apparently, he can put on sunglasses that enables him... <laughs> to see people's true, uh, uh, true selves, just like in the movie they live. 
Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> Has he said this, or are you just... No, that, I... Oh, no, this is what... This I is new this content was, yeah, out of your is, head? Yeah. Well, no, it's not <laughs> out of my head. This is, this is just breaking... This is breaking news. Breaking news yeah. about Alex Jones. This just in about Alex Jones. <laughs> he is uh, actually living the movie they live. He is Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's why he's always so stressed out all the time, if he's just seeing, like, random aliens walking around everywhere. <laughs> well, the, it basically looked like they have no skin in that movie. Yeah. Like, they, yeah, they're, like... They got, like, blue muscles instead of, like... I don't know if that'd be creepier if they had blue muscles or regular muscles. You know? <laughs> on on like alien like green bodies with Well what if you put Caucasian on a pair of glasses and then like my skin like all my skin was just gone and I had like instead of like it being regular a guy with no skin. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, the guy with super blue weird. And no would skin. you still have facial hair and like hair on your head and oh, stuff? Oh man, that would be really I, I feel like that would look really painful. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it would look really painful either way, I think. Yeah. I've always thought about that as like how far does that go? Like if I didn't have skin, would I still I'm like, pretty sure I wouldn't have a beard, I guess. Like if you still had facial hair and the hair on your head, it would be it would be like a little bit more humanizing. But like I would still, imagine but you I wouldn't would have, have lips sunglasses though, so on. So I'd too. have these giant, like this huge grin all the time, you know. So I, I would just like. Oh man, that's <laughs> with the beard though. To imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't. I don't think I can. Handle no eyelids. It. I'd just be staring. <laughs> I think it would freak me out just like hanging out with you, and I'd have to have an awkward conversation and be like, "Look, dude, till you get some skin." I'm gonna have to bounce out. But could you hang out with somebody who had no skin? What if your mom I could. got all her skin ripped off? Oh, and man. she was fine. She could like still walk around and stuff like that. Maybe her shirt like looks a little damp, you know, like bloody. Like all the so time. Sad, but man. like but like she it doesn't hurt or anything like that. She's fine. And she doesn't mind. But she just wants to hang out with you. <laughs> like, That's my mom, yeah. I mean I'd hang out with her for sure. I would feel sad though. <laughs> It'd be weird. <laughs> it'd be it would be weird for sure. Your mom tried to hand you some like potatoes or something. <laughs> just her damp her damp shoulder or her damp shirt, just like with all this blood dripping off of it, you know. Just drips onto your plate. Would you still eat it? Blood your mom's blood potatoes. That'd be that'd be a difficult decision. I'd have to think about it long and hard, I think, at the time. Maybe stare at it. <laughs> uncomfortably for a couple oh, seconds man. before it's gone. So Alex Jones can see yes. people that are aliens walking around. Yeah. Breaking news. This is the breaking news. Yeah. That we've elaborated yeah. on, but this Justin. <laughs> <laughs> and then it switches to our correspondent Justin, who's yeah. out in the field. Yeah, yeah Justin this LeBeau. Justin. And he's just like he's just like this me. Just <laughs> the news. Like you know, he just doesn't have. That's all I'm going with. That. I'm, I'm done because we got to get to the we got we got truth to spout, and I feel like so, the do, forces at hand, the government, the invisible hand of the Illuminati is coming in and making us. Do you want to hear off track. what I heard like about what Alex Jones was saying? You want to hear some of that? Yes. Okay, so he was saying that there's a level of society, an elite level of society, who basically do satanistic rituals, and kidnap children or farm out children, have women in their society who are impregnated, and then because they're so rich, they just have the procedure done outside of a hospital, and then they have these illegitimate children that are not documented, don't have social security numbers or birth certificates or anything, who are then taken into these Satanistic rituals that they do in order to take the energy from these young children and absorb it and make themselves more powerful through these rituals. That's See, basically <laughs> what they think they do. And they do it because they feel like they are elite and they're an evolved version of human beings and that we lay people are a lesser form of human beings yeah. and that they have the right to okay, so I, do that. I do want to say, in case this ever does come out, I don't really think Pizzagate is a legitimate thing, for real. Like, yeah. I think it's kind of weird, but I don't think it's legitimate. Okay. But that being true, that's a lot less believable to me Yeah. than just the idea that maybe a lot of politicians are pedophiles. That if you get up to a certain level of power, you find out 
Yeah, a lot of them are pedophiles, and it's just the pedophile power ring goes up so high that you can't really combat it. You're just in it. That even sounds like way too ridiculous to me. You know what I mean? You don't Politicians, think that they would organize at all? I see. This is the thing: is I, I think there, I think there might be some organization to that type of stuff, but I also think that uh, when you say stuff out loud, I think it becomes less powerful. I think there might be like a little bit of an understanding, maybe, between people who aren't pedophiles, like the whole Sandusky thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people who are, or it could be a thing where it's what I'm getting at is I, like I feel like a lot of people probably know some fucked up shit. But I, I, maybe they don't know what the extent is, and you probably don't want to know, because if you do know, then you're an accomplice unless you stop it from happening. I'm thinking that this pizza stuff, <laughs> this, this pizza stuff, <laughs> when people are like, it's code for, it has to be code for pedophilia, it could be code for something, maybe not more horrible or horrendous, but like something a lot more devastating or something more important than undocumented children that we're sacrificing to Satan or whatever. Yeah, I mean, the sacrificing thing may be a lot of speculation on, on Alex's or on whoever's part <laughs> yeah, who came lot. up with that. Quite a bit, I, I believe. <laughs> but there are, you know, there are Satanists and there are people who do that kind of rituals. That's been documented for sure. One of the things that Alex Jones talks about is that he had said Anthony Weiner, I think was the name of the guy, <laughs> Was Weiner. I know, no, I know, sure. right? It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But he yeah, had he said a long yeah. time bef- back, that or months ago, that he was involved in this stuff. And he, what I love about Alex Jones is he'll always say, like, my, my source in the, N- in the NYPD or my source in the CIA, he's got, like, apparently all these amazing sources. And so that sounds ridiculous. You know, it sounds fantastic. Yeah, well, it's... But, you know, he, t- he goes on to talk about all that, and, you know, there, it's true, like, that there are people like that out there. We know that that, it's, you know, that happens, and, we, you know, some of it has been documented. Mm-hmm. And so I, g- I guess the hardest thing is, is looking at people and being able to determine, you know, whether they're capable of doing stuff like that or not. But, you know, looking at politicians... I'm not saying all of them are, you know, evil or whatever, or all of them are, you know, have no conscience. Yeah. But there are a lot of politicians that you look at who are blatantly lying to people mm. in order to get put in positions of power. Yeah. And, you know, some some of those people, it has to go hand in hand to, you know, want to do other weird, you know, messed up things or, you know, controlling yeah. things. Yeah. I just think that that makes sense, and I don't know. You know, I'm not trying to yeah. like name anybody or anything yeah. like that. I have no idea, but well, see, I feel like like you're saying, everything's been done. Obviously, somebody out there has to be sacrificing a kid to Satan, right? Guess, right. So that's what you're saying, right? It has I, to I think, happen. And, I think but, that it has happened for sure. And, and and I I can't off the top of my head like bring up a Satan sacrifice that has happened, but I can bring up off the top of my head. Uh, several instances where people have accused people of being Satanists or people who yeah. were Satanists of doing bad things. First, they accuse them of being a Satanist just because of the way they dress or something. Right, sure. Like, I, I'm talking about Paradise Lost. Have you ever seen that documentary on HBO? Maybe not. It's about the, it's about the West Memphis Three okay. who uh, got in trouble for killing three kids hmm. uh, basically just because they're goth. Like that was the whole case. Right. Like, <laughs> and and that's basically profiling. And they like, yeah, and they like planted evidence on them and stuff like that just to like bolster their case. And it was definitely not them. And huh. uh, yeah, they're out now or whatever. But uh, I think I haven't watched the third movie. There's three movies, and I, I don't. So yeah, anyway, I mean, people do but, mess up things like that. Well, this sure. is what I was gonna get to though. So you got so that so you got that on one hand where I feel like Satanism is almost kind of like it's. I, I've met some Satanists. I know that sounds kind of weird, but I've met some Satanists. They're really fine people. Well, see, that's another thing, too. And, and I, I feel like I could, like, declare myself a Satanist, like, just for a minute, like, to somebody. <laughs> and then I'm a Satanist to that person. Well, you know I, I, mean? I understand what you're saying. And, and that's another thing that I've had some conversations with people about recently is that what a Satanist is is kind of un, unknown to yeah. a large degree. People hear the word Satanist and they assume, you know, they're evil, they do violent, you know, <laughs> sacrifices and rituals like that. That's what 
people want to assume based on the way that Satanists have been portrayed, but the most way that of Christianity, them are just fat and fuck a lot. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's really I don't like what that's what I've noticed they just like play well and have like good screen names mm. and are pretty funny. But what what I was trying to get to before though, actually, is that uh so so uh Christians use the Bible in you know, like I was saying they say Adam. It's, it was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, and stuff like Do that. Do Christians like, say that? Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I don't think a, anybody who's not a Christian. Why would if you're not if you don't identify as a Christian? Why would you use that as your reasoning for? I'm just curious where that saying came from. Whether it was from Christians or like, I don't know. I don't, I'm just wondering who came up with that be, saying. Oh my God, dude! It would have to be from a guy who's identifies as a Christian because why would you even why would that be on your mind as like you don't think anybody who's not a Christian people? is homophobic what wait what no I'm not saying that at all I'm saying that like if you were the the thought process of hating gay people doesn't mm-hmm. that's mutually exclusive from Christianity like that's what I'm saying sure. but if you're if your slogan if your anti uh, homosexual slogan is a uh, it was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Yeah, that then is. You have, I mean, that's directly a Christian reference for sure. Yeah, he probably that like whoever thought of that. that first of all, it's probably a dude, you know, like because he's basically being like, "You gross gay people," right. and uh, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. Probably a white guy. <laughs> and, uh, you know what? I bet he chewed he chewed tobacco. Yeah, I, I bet he probably I'm wore a trucker's cap. Image. Yeah, and it probably had like an ironic thing on it. Yeah. Like like that, like his tagline. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Probably had the T-shirt and the hat. He he had a screen printing business. He was actually a, kind of a pioneer of the time because this was like the '60s, you know. Like, right. Pe- a lot of people didn't have their own screen printing business. Yeah, he, he also uh, invented the just do it. <laughs> he, was a, he was actually kind of famous. He was George Nike's uncle. <laughs> George Nike. Is that really his name? No idea. <laughs> yeah, Nike. yeah, that's his name. Jorge Nike. That's uh, that's how they say it, just south of the border. Well, yeah, man. This is the. Uh, <laughs> it's the episode. Uh, there's a. What's the, the? There's some movie where like uh, they kind of have like a pair of Nikes, that like this one guy like wears the whole time, right? Are you talking about Space Jam? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Space Jam 2. No, what? There's a second one? Yeah, I believe so. When? Who was in it? I think a lot of the Looney Tunes. I'm, I, I'm, I well, think yeah, that that was the second one. I mean, I would assume that like, they don't just like <laughs> unlock the gates and then lock them again. <laughs> Locked <laughs> and loaded. <laughs> that was some uh, good uh, Foley work right there. <laughs> hey, the, the folks at home can't see this, but he had a. Uh, giant piece of uh, metal, sheet metal, and uh, two spoons, and uh, uh, a thumbtack that he used to make that noise. <laughs> it's very complicated. I've got my whole uh, sound effects kit with me. Yeah. There was a symbol on his back that like was somehow attached to his feet, but he Am didn't Am I a one-man band now? <laughs> yeah. I would watch that. I would, I would totally walk around in one of those suits. That would be fantastic. Are there any like mainstream bands with a guy like that? Not that I know of, but we should start one. I think that would be. I think that would be really would, successful. That would be my favorite band. Just a guy, just like five guys who are all five in those, instruments. In like. <laughs> you could probably like choreograph some really elaborate, you know, sound productions with that sort of thing. That would be the new music musical revolution, man. And like. then you get like four dancers to like dance in front of you, or. Around you. Well, now it's starting to sound like Spongletron. Spongletron. You ever heard of Spongle? No. Oh man, let's bring up thirty seconds of music to listen to. You got no the device. I, <laughs> actually, I could, I could do that. Uh, but, let's uh, not do that. No, no, I, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was just trying to, uh, but no, Spongle is like a basically a crazy DJ set with a guy who has like a giant recorder and you know like the recorder flute. Yeah. You know what I'm saying and like. Some weird instruments and stuff like that, and just like a bunch of crazy dancers. Nice. It's a really cool show. It uh, sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. We yeah. should do something like that, but have, you know, four people with those one-man band outfits, like we were talking about. And so you got the bass drum, you got a cymbal, you what got are those one called? You, I, th- 
think it's just called a one man band. I don't know. You could look it's that not, up. It's not. There's no way they don't just because like there's an instrument that's like uh, basically a piano that you crank, and it's called the hurdy gurdy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I've heard of that. <laughs> and, I mean, like it's just like the dumbest name in the goddamn world. But it's like, pretty awesome though. Okay, what was the okay? Fucking one what? man, one man, one band. man band outfit. outfit yeah. One man band outfit. <laughs> one man band. Surely somebody else has searched for that, and it's it's got to be out there. <laughs> I feel like band and outfit. They're gonna think that means the same thing. Like, did you search? Yeah, for that's it? an outfit. Did you yeah. search for it? Yeah, I did. I, I, okay, that actually exactly would come up. Well, at first it has like just like a little kid's costume. Like, look at the little kid's costume. Wow. Yeah, I mean, but number two, guy. that's yeah, yeah that's, that's it that's right there. What we're for talking sure. about. Yeah, I want seven of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> is that Rodney Dangerfield? Is it? It kind of looks like him. <laughs> it does look a lot like Rodney Dangerfield. I don't know. If so yeah, he's got. To be he there. has an accordion. He has he a has trumpet. A... Like he has two trumpets, a kazoo. Uh, some kind of whistle, and maybe it's a slide whistle. On the back, he's got a bass drum. He's got a gong. <laughs> I didn't see the gong. What else is he? He's got to have more than this. Uh, he's got oh, and he has a an elbow thing that he hits to ring the gong. And I think oh, and he's got a one of those squeeze horns like that that mm-hmm. clowns have up by his shoulder. <laughs> He's got a lot of stuff going on, yeah, and he has an umbrella on the top just in case it's raining. I was about to go say. out and perform on a rainy day, and people would probably take pity and tip him a little bit better, maybe even. Well, no, this guy, this guy makes millions a year because he's it probably the only like guy it, that does this. He is not the only guy that does this. There's no way. Because <laughs> here's another people? guy. <laughs> this guy has a guitar, and a bunch of other see. stuff. He's got like a. Oh yeah, that guy's really doing thing. it. Do you have to have? I guess that's a thing. Yeah, it's definitely a thing. Well, I mean, like I, well, I mean, like the umbrella. I think is a thing. Like oh, you sure. have to have the umbrella. I think, yeah, I think it's like the style has developed to where that's like a standard. You have to have a little red umbla- yeah. umbrella on top. It's it's like a clown. It like, is basically got a yeah. Because look at this guy. It's he like has like high clown. heels on. He's got like platform oh, shoes wow, on. Yeah. yeah. Platform high heels is pretty cool. I, I mean, I think it's kind of clown-ish. I don't mean to say it's you know that they're like clown really, but because I think that you could do some serious like legitimate music with with the set. Like he's got an actual guitar in his hands. Like if you timed Man. if you timed your movements right, you could get a really good rhythm. You know, I gotta moving see around in a specific pattern, and then you could play a guitar and have like Cause a microphone. To, to me, the only guy who like does one man band stuff right is like Reggie Watts. You know, Reggie Watts like, is pretty amazing. Yeah, like I, I mean, like who else kind of like has that kind of? Well, it's not the same, but have it's you not heard the of, same. But have you heard oh. of Dub FX? Uh, I think so. He does. Uh, it's basically one man band stuff. He works with other people sometimes too, and he's done some really cool collaborations. But he does. He'll have a microphone going into an effects pedal. Yeah. And so he'll run his voice through these effects, and like he uses a foot controller to change the effects and like start and stop recordings. Mm-hmm. He's got a looper. So he'll record like several layers. He'll yeah. record a bass layer. It's like a more complicated Reggie Watts. Like, yeah, it's like a different version. I'm not, I, well, not even, I don't even want to compare it like that because I feel like Reggie Watts is like an entity. Reggie Watts you know is I mean? amazing he's like and he's like weird, very, yeah. very unique. And what he does this, is. This episode is, is sponsored awesome. by Reggie Watts. <laughs> For some reason, he's got to. He's, he's All gotta, of a sudden. Yeah, well, he's got to get his name out there. Yeah, people, that's not definitely. Enough people, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if people know about Reggie Watts. Very, very few. I think I think we're some of the first, but uh, <laughs> first, yeah, they're the fir- first. I think we might be the first to talk about it. Within, yeah, I don't think who out there, who out there is talking about Reggie Watts right? Now? Like what? I haven't seen him on anything. Right. He's not doing anything. He's he's a ghost. He's. I I'm not even sure what he looks like. Yeah, I've I never seen. I don't even really know. I what don't he think does. he's on television anymore. Even. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he he doesn't do anything anymore. No, I he, heard he, he's like J D. Salinger. I heard he was going to be at uh, Kaiju this week or something. Oh, yeah, he's going to be at Kaiju. <laughs> no, it's uh, David Liebehart. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's uh... that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good reference. Uh, people at home will like. Okay. They can look it up if they don't get it. They probably won't like it. <laughs> I'll have to look it up too, man. Didn't get that one. But uh, who who is going to be at Kaiju 
next? Do you have? Do you oh, have shit. any? Or or uh, oh, actually, I think I might be a kaiju the next time, but this won't be. It? This probably won't be up by the. Right. This could be up tomorrow. Oh, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let give me one second. Yeah, you can cut this out, right? The B. I can cut anything out. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> cut out every time I nervously laughed. What? No. no I, okay, got, you're supposed to keep... laugh at that. <laughs> See, you're supposed to laugh at that and then keep that part in, but actually cut out. <laughs> keep those parts in. <laughs> yeah, uh, there, I mean, there's certain things I'll cut out, but I feel like most of what we've been talking about has been pretty solid. I just listened to it, and it's just like just a constant beep over what we were talking about <laughs> <laughs> the lizard people or whatever the fuck. Right. It was that's interesting that you say that. The other day I was recording and talking with a friend, and he said he he's going way into some some stuff, and he said and they worship uh, the dark sun or the black sun, and it like I dropped my phone a couple times while it was recording that day, and so I looked back at my phone and it had turned off the microphone, and so when I look listen back to it, he says and they worship the dark sun. And then it just cuts out for like two straight minutes right after that. <laughs> okay, so I can't find out what's going on. I can't find because I like he said some kind of Valentine's Day show for because what is uh, next Tuesday? What's the actual date? The seventh. What's the seventh? Yeah. So that's actually okay. Well, I, I do want to say Zed Talks is going to be going on at Kaiju's Days on the seventh. And nice. if I'm on that, I'm not prepared. Like, we're recording this on Friday, and it's on Tuesday. And so mm-hmm. that's like a PowerPoint show. You have to do, like, a presentation. Yeah. And it's really cool. Like, I, I've, I've done one. It was really fun. And uh, every time I go, it's like, it's, it's probably my favorite show at Kaiju right now. Yeah, that's going to be Tuesday at 9 p.m. at Kaiju, 1004 East Oak Street. That show's going to be amazing. If I'm on that, which hopefully, I don't know, I kind of want to be on that. I don't know. <laughs> Greg, if you're out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no. Um, put Jax yeah. on that show. <laughs> put Maple on that show. Put I Maple might, and Jax on that show. I might go and take pictures. You said it's on Tuesday? You should definitely go take, yeah. Yeah. It's on uh, Tuesday at 9. 9. Uh, is when it's supposed to start, but it's a comedy show. Last Tuesday, I went and helped out with my friend's podcast, Hip Squared. My friend John Beecham and his brother Troy. We're working on that. So, but that actually starts pretty early. It was like five thirty. So mm-hmm. it does sound like something I could do that, and hopefully go to Kaiju okay. also. All right, I would love to do that. Also, Housey, number ten. That's right. This is going to be our tenth Housey. It's exciting. Yeah, this is going to be February twenty fourth, which is a Friday. So it's going to be our first Housey on a Friday. That's a couple weeks from now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Three, three weeks from now. Yep. Yep. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, it's February third, so. Yeah, exactly. And anybody who hasn't been to a housey show, they've been amazing every time I've been to one. And I think the first time I came, your basement was almost full. And then every time since then, there's been more people. Yeah. And the last one, I didn't get to go to. But I saw saw you put up, if anyone can bring chairs, all of our chairs are full. And how many chairs do you have in your basement? Uh, We have about... Seating, because we also have like a couch and like a couple other things, right. like some stairs to sit on sure. that we count as seating. Altogether, it's probably like 40, 45 seats, you know? And, so and they were all full the last time. Yeah, yeah. And we've kind of like streamlined our uh, position to where we can have like the most seats, right. but we still don't have enough chairs. So we like, you know, we'll say like BYOC, you know, like bring your own chair. Long yeah. story short, okay. it's, I'm it's been, it's been an awesome show. Maple, help me. <laughs> the cops are after me. <laughs> I'm sure if, if there's not a siren going right now, you can you can edit this thing because there's probably tons I of sirens. I will definitely add some sound. <laughs> yeah, add, add a couple of fart noises when I just, anytime there's a lull, just like right now, add a fart noise, you know. Right now? And, and, <laughs> Okay, so that's probably a good point. (laughs) So yeah, point being, the Housey show has been awesome. (laughs) And uh, who's going to be at it this next time? Oh, man, I don't want to give it away uh, too much. Yeah, uh, uh, mainly because I can't remember their names. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we do have some out-of-town people. Uh, I'll just kind of mention some of the people we've had. We've had Dave Ross. 
who is a very he was funny awesome. guy. He yeah, was, he was really funny. And it, you know, a lot of people might know him from like uh, IFC. He also had a, a very funny pa- podcast that's not going around anymore, but it's still like it's you know you can still download. It. It's called Terrified, uh, which is very funny. It's kind of you know it's just kind of like a like just a weird podcast where he uh, kind of talks with people about their greatest fears and stuff like that. And then occasionally, maybe he'll make some really weird jokes and have some crazy sound effects, which nice. is kind of weird. Yeah, it, really it sounds like it would be a pretty yeah. hilarious I, concept. I like it a lot, but he was on, he was on our first one, which was uh, almost a year ago. And then we had Dave Waite, who uh, just released a really funny comedy album called Dead Weight, which is spelled dead, W-A-I-T-E. And we also had uh, David Hetty and Cam O'Connor, very funny dudes. We had Tim Northern. We, we, we've had tons of fun, funny people and tons of hilarious dudes locally, like yeah. Case Sedgwick, Dan Alton, of course. Of course, you can't forget that guy. We've had Eric Sorgel. We've had Kent Carney. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm kind of just like mentioning every person in Louisville at this right, point. Right, but as you should. We, I mean, yeah. all, all those people you know, that you just listed there at the end are local comedians. And what's been really amazing to me, and I just kind of fell into meeting a bunch of you guys because we work together at a day job and <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but like seriously like I, I just kind of fell into meeting all of you comedians who are active locally here in Louisville and yeah. that's been an awesome in and of itself and then getting to go to these shows at your house with these out-of-town comedians you know some of whom are really you know all of whom are amazing but some of whom are are really successful that's been awesome in and of itself too and I think yeah. that the more people that hear about it the bigger it's gonna get I don't know where you're gonna go with it ultimately, <laughs> but it's it's been really awesome, and yeah. I think that I think everybody well, that's come has been impressed. I, I gotta sure. say, I you know I don't want to like because I, I that's that's a good compliment. I love a you know it feels good. I feel yeah. like I feel like you're complimenting me. Am, I, sure, am I taking the wrong sure. way? No, abs- <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I feel like the end goal is really just to have a good comedy scene here because like the housey yeah. could go away. You know what I mean? But like what stays is. The group, uh, uh, not just the group of comedians, but the group of people who come out to these shows. Yeah, because like I think that's the most important part. I mean, the comedians got to stay up, up at the top of their game, and we can't like, you know, there can't be any kind of like, we can't let new comedians in because I, I don't know. I feel like we're such a small town that there's not enough comedians, and also like I feel like some people are a little bit, you know, too big for the britches and think there's too many or like they gotta get out. <laughs> like, oh man, I gotta get out. I think okay. it's I think it's great and amazing. Like yeah. I yeah. I just I never really was in I guess the comedy scene before, so I'm sure that there have been comedians. And now you're deeply in embedded. Well, now I just feel like I'm I'm around when a bunch of people here are trying to like make a scene grow and help a scene grow, and people yeah. are interested in doing it in and of themselves. And you know I've heard about people growing up in places like Boston or, you know, New York and being involved in the comedy scene, but it always f- has previously felt like it's disconnected from me. You know, I've never really known people locally who've come up through comedy, and I feel like it's a time now where Louisville is definitely growing in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. especially seeing a lot of the, the younger people that are involved in it right now. I yeah. think that, you know, that's important. Like, it's a generational thing, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I certainly believe that it's, uh, it's really cool what's going on. Now is a time. I, I can't speak for comedy in itself, but in Louisville, I feel like now is a time. It's a really good time to define exactly what yeah. I guess Louisville is doing with comedy. Because uh, this is. We're, we're going through different stuff with the club. The caravan is actually is open now, which is a different thing than the Laughing Derby. I don't know if you ever remember having these conversations with me. So the club's like gone through a bunch of different stuff. I don't really want to talk about it too much. Now we got the caravan back. So it's the it's it's back called to the, the comedy caravan again. Just the caravan. Oh, man. it's just the caravan. Yeah, now? just the caravan, man. All right. <laughs> What's uh, the address at the caravan? Oh man, I know it's at Mid City Mall on Bartestown Road and yeah, Baxter I don't, Avenue. I mean, I I don't even know the address. It's something like it's something Barstown Road, but uh, <laughs> well, if you're on Mid- Barstown Road, Mid City Mall. yeah, Mid City Mall, Value Market, and Skyline Chili, Chip- <laughs> Skyline Chili, are like right next to it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even trying to plug that place because it doesn't need help. Like, I, like from a, a, you know, this kind of thing. Like, I, I'm like right. the only reason I'm bringing it up is that 
it's part of the scene and it, it, it's got to grow and we got to grow as well as like what we're doing. Cause like the only reason we're kind of like, we're doing this to have a scene that we can yeah. work in. And Be like, part of I feel like for the longest time it, it kind of wasn't available really for a lot of people or it was, it was just like, you kind of had to maybe, uh, you know, do a different thing, you know, than you really mm-hmm. wanted to do. So it wasn't really available to you. It was available to a different person, you know? I guess what I think probably happened is that anybody from Louisville before who was involved in comedy probably had to travel a lot, probably had to go to other cities where there was a bigger comedy scene, and now I feel oh, like man. there's more of a See, local comedy scene than... That, I, that's what I don't... I, I don't want to say that... I, I don't want to talk about it like that, because I've, I've literally only been around in the scene for like five... Somebody said my name. <laughs> <Did you hear laughs> <that>? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've only been around the scene for like five years, like, and that's I haven't been doing stand up that long. I just like kind of like have been I've been at shows and people have known my name a little bit, man. Like, <laughs> kind of famous, no, <laughs> no, but like I, I would come to a show and like Jake Reaver would be like, "Hey, man, what's up?" Like you know that type of thing. Yeah. So I, I've been coming to shows for a long time, and so I've seen the scene go from weird shows of the Comedy Caravan with a aquarium in the middle of the room with a guy <laughs> running around telling the fishes to stop fighting <laughs> during the show. During the show. And uh, then to kind of this weird reminiscent of uh, fascist <laughs> regimes kind of like color scheme going on at the Laughing Derby. And then now it's like this new thing that I, I got high hopes for. And then like also, I guess like the alt scene, like I've seen, I've seen things go from Comedy Attack being at Groucho's to Kaiju, which right. is two very different places. Sure. And... Uh, the, the Monday Night Comedy Show at Silver Dollar not being a thing anymore. You yeah, know, like, I only got to go to that a few times, if, if that. See, that was a thing for, like, and, years. And I went to the last show, and, and they were like, and, and we're not doing it here anymore. And I was like, oh, what? What's going on? Yeah, But well, then I at mean, Kaiju, it's been really good, I think. Yeah, well, well, it's, it's you know, there's hurdles like that and stuff like that. So it's, like, it's one of those things where you can't really say that, like, the only thing that you can really say about this time that, in, that it's special or something like that to be, like, this is the time or whatever. It's just because that we're in it right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, sure. I can actively make some choices to affect something, yeah. you know, even it may, it may not, it may be pretty insignificant, but I feel like at my open mic at gallery K every Thursdays, sign up six thirty, show at seven, good coffee, 18 and up. There What's might be the some address pictures of gallery K up there. <laughs> What? <laughs> What's the address <laughs> at gallery K? Uh, nine, seven, six Baird Avenue. All right. Yeah. Love that place. That open mic. I've been doing that thing for, over a year, even when it was back at its old location, yeah, it's always been, pr- it, you know, it's usually pretty light in uh, people, you know, coming out. But here lately, we've been getting a lot of uh, people coming out. And, nice. Uh, yeah, so it's just to say that the scene is better than it ever has been, I, I don't know. Like, that, that seems well, kind of weird to say. But, like, what, what I, I do see... think that I am in a special moment just because I'm in it. Like, yeah, you know. I, I agree. And I, it's definitely, I mean, all you can see is the moment you're in, I suppose. But... I see more venues having, you know, that kind of comedy night. Like, Silver Dollar isn't doing it anymore, but they did it for a while. Yeah. Gallery K was at another location, and now they're at a second location, or a new location, and they're doing, they're continuing the comedy show there. Mm-hmm. You've got the caravan, and whatever's going on with that, like, they're doing comedy. So, I'm just saying, like, there's multiple places where it's going yeah. on now that I can see, mm-hmm. and it's not just, like, what's that place downtown that... Yeah. Uh, that is true. Uh, the improv is that yeah. What the improv yeah. and like so like Joe Rogan came to town one time and yeah. he, he performed at the improv. I've heard about like Tom Green performed at the See, improv. Yeah. And some I love other the improv have. honestly. When and I, it I, is I went awesome. there, yeah, and uh, it's an awesome Patrick place. Patrick Passafume and like uh, yeah, yeah, who's been on the show uh, yeah. on the house. He was, he was he, hilarious. Yeah, he was. At, he he's been at uh, the first time I saw a comedy show in Louisville. I think was at the improv with my parents. I'm trying to think of who it was. Ooh man, I can't remember his name. Feel like it had a D in it, <laughs> but uh, but Patrick Passfield was the opener, and nice. uh, he did that thing where he stands up on tables and stuff, and uh, <laughs> thought he was hilarious. I was really happy to watch it, and then I found out he was a local guy, and I was like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I'm just glad that there's so yeah. many, so many, like there's more places. There is now. something going on. It every used night. to be to me. It used to be there's just the improv and the caravan, and yeah. those were the only places that I knew about. And now I know of at least you know a few other places. Plus your housey shows. I yeah, mean, it does feel that's... like since I've moved here, it does feel like the whole time we've like when I first moved here, I remember some dude was getting in trouble 
in the comedy scene. Yeah. Like, in the comedy scene. Like, he didn't work at the club or anything like that. But he was getting in trouble because he was posting up flyers for the open mic at the caravan. Hmm. <laughs> like, on, like, things. And apparently, like, the city doesn't want you to do that because it's, like, littering or something. <laughs> and really. so, so he got in trouble. and uh, Or he didn't really get in trouble, but he, like, you know, people were like, you're getting the club in trouble. And I was like, man, that's insane. Like, he's... He's literally just trying to help the scene out, and yeah. uh, he can't do it because that's, that's some weird you know. drama. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't really know, but yeah. Where did you move here from? Uh, Pikeville, Kentucky. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was originally from Monticello, Kentucky. Oh, really? Yeah. Where, where's Monticello? Uh, it's like directly south from Louisville. Yeah. And it's interesting looking at like timelines how far like Louisville's on oh, one so side of the, the timeline and oh. it's it's or maybe on the same time but like they're in a direct line and Monticello's at the bottom and Louisville's at the top yeah Kentucky but it's on the timeline thing oh so you're still on the same timeline as Louisville I think so it you're might have changed Eastern. at some point but I think that we are now yeah at the same time so so how far would you say like how it's many? like two and a half hours I think okay. Yeah, it's almost to Tennessee. It's like, yeah. and it's it's a dry county. <laughs> yeah, and so people yep. would go like forty five minutes south to Static, Tennessee, to to buy alcohol whenever yeah. I live there. Uh, Pikeville is uh, all the way east, mm. three and a half hours. I think um, I've been to Pikeville before. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been a long time. I'm it's sure. I, you know it's a beautiful place. I, I gotta say I do I do think it's a beautiful town. I don't want to ever live there again. Yeah, you know I mean. But I, I do feel like, I feel like my memories of growing up, like, when I tell people around uh, about it around here, are, like, sound like it's from the 50s or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, like, cause I'm, like, talking about, like, traversing the underground tunnels at my, in my city. Like, I, at the river, there's, like, a sewage tunnel that was big enough. It's still big enough for me to get in. I'm a tiny guy. It's probably big enough for really anybody to get in. You just kind of have to <laughs> lean down. It was, like, this tiny hole. I remember as a kid, a little kid, my, me and my dad and my friends would always, like, go in there and just be like, how far can we get in here and get scared yeah. and stuff like that. My dad would go all the way back in there and scare <laughs> me, you know? And then uh, at one point when we got older, we just like walked all the way through it. We saw it. We, we just decided to see how far we could go, you know what I mean? There's some mice and some bugs, but we get, we actually found out that you can go in pretty much like to like four different spots or whatever in the city, but like only really like two that you can think of. Huh. You know? That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But, There's uh, um the high school. That, 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 doesn't that sound weird that it's like an underground <laughs> it's tunnel an underground that I could, yeah. literally yeah. that's awesome though. The uh, the high school I went to there are maintenance tunnels underneath. Mm -hmm. And so whoa. Yeah. That's and, <laughs> that's uh, that sounds like a like some kind of like kind of compound type of thing. What has maintenance tunnels? Like well, they're for like electric and like water and you know Utility utility pipes and stuff, being able to access them. Uh, yeah, I don't How know. Big were they? They're big enough to stand up in in most places. Yeah. And so, and and there were multiple ways to get into them. So, <laughs> in the theater de department, there was a, a bathroom that you could go into, and there's this panel on the wall. And every year they would rivet it shut, and every year, like the seniors would break it back open again. <laughs> and so you would go through this whole in the wall of the bathroom and down and you could access these uh, these maintenance tunnels and there was also a door in the back of the theater that was almost always locked but every once in a while it would be unlocked and if it was unlocked you could go downstairs <laughs> to the uh, the prop room yeah. and in the prop room there was this door that also went into the same area that you could get to Dude. through the bathrooms but so we would go down there and there were like you had to crawl through between some air ducts yeah. to get to this area that was underneath what was called the concourse, which was like a big area in between like where the gymnasium was and the theater was, mm -hmm. and then there was this big angled like uh, inclined plane that went up to where the main school was at the top. Okay. And so underneath that in the tunnels, it's just gravel, but it's basically the same shape. So there's this big flat area and there's this big angled area, yeah. and people would go down there and just hang out. and. Um, it was, there was one time when I left my key, I was in the theater department, yeah. and I left my keys in the prop room downstairs, and I went back in, and the, the door to the theater was locked. Yeah. But there's this hallway that goes around the theater, it's, it was called the Green Hall, because it was literally a green hall, but, and what somebody told me that you could do was you could go up there to the top part of it, 
go into the light booth and I, I, you know, I'd never tried this before, but somebody had explained it to me. So I went in, the door to the light room was open. So I went in there and there's this, there's this door that's toward the top of, of the light room and you had to like jiggle it or use mm-hmm. something to get it open. Once you got into it, it goes up above the theater in the rafters and they, they have lights and different things that get hung from up there. But you're up above where the audience is so you can and you can go across. It. And so I got to this place and they had described this to me where there's a hole in the back of it and you go down the other bathroom side. So the first bathroom side, it's like one level up from where the, the access to the tunnels are. Yeah. And you go through that hole in the wall and just right down there. Mm-hmm. But from where I was, it's above the top, above the rafters. And so this is like, you know, a 50-foot high auditorium. I was about room. to say, like... And so and I just like... went through this hole <laughs> and started down, and it was literally... There were parts where I had to, like, hang my hands all the way down in order to put my feet on the next part below me, and it was, like, air ducts and, you know, rafters and beams and stuff. And I get all... Like, it was scary. And I got all the way to the bottom... And I realized that it was super narrow. Like on the other side, it was a little bit wider, yeah. a little bit easier to fit through. On this one, it was super narrow, and I had to like squeeze through in order to get to this door that's in the, <laughs> the prop room underneath the theater. And I went in there, and my keys were just like sitting on the couch right there. <laughs> and I had to do all this because at the end of the day, you know, I left. And I realized that my keys were in there, and I had, you know, I had to get my yeah. keys in order to drive home yeah. and everything. It was crazy, but Damn. <laughs> that's insanity, man. But those tunnels underneath the school um, are allegedly were connected to the highlands, and like you know, the whole area was connected by tunnels, is what I've heard. Mm. But where it would have been connected, uh, it's blocked off now. Okay. So there's no there's no way to really know, yeah. but I'm sure somebody who was old enough might. Might know. See, that's that's really interesting. Just like thinking about, cause I like in my mind, I don't think about Kentucky as a very important place. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like the world, you yeah. know. So, like sometimes I'm like, why in the world would anybody ever spend any type of time like putting any <laughs> type of infrastructure in Kentucky? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so like the idea of like these just like underground tunnels. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I, I guess somebody was like, yeah, why did we fucking do this? And they blocked them off. Like, you know, yeah. like why, like there's probably no reason to go down there other than to fix something that's, that's like, like not even fix something that you would only need to be able, be able to fix through the maintenance tunnels, but to fix something wrong with the maintenance tunnels just because right. they exist, you know, because like you have to keep up the maintenance tunnel or fill them with dirt or some shit. I would assume, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I assume they probably still use them for certain things. I mean, there's manholes in the streets and whatnot, but I wonder how elaborate the spaces, you know, underneath the streets and stuff are. Yeah. Like, does it go, you know, are there places where there are, like, basements and underneath the basement there's, like, a whole nother thing that we don't even know about? Yeah, how scary It could it? be something <laughs> elaborate like that. I mean, that'd be pretty fun to just see that. Because I feel like... There's so many places, I think about this sometimes, there's so many places that are restricted, you know? Like, I'm yeah. like, it's illegal for me to go there unless I work there. And even yeah. if I work there, it would still be illegal for me to just, like, yeah. walk wherever I wanted, like, which is weird to think about, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's places that you're not allowed to traverse unless you're at some higher level of security, even right. if you work there. You have to have an access key yeah. to get into a lot of places. Even if it's just, like, the fucking... Because I bet you there's, like... I bet you, like, at a high school, a teacher probably doesn't have, like, the door to the boiler room or the key to the boiler room. Right. You know, like, a regular teacher does. Right. So who knows what's going on in there, man. (laughs) Fucking the janitors are just like, you know what I'm saying. They know. (laughs) They know what's going on. At least some of them do. They probably pass it down generation to generation. Mm -hmm. Like, the janitor, like, the new new janitor. Yeah, the boiler room key gets passed on. (laughs) And you have to, like, you vet the, the new person first. You got to make yeah. sure that they're the right one to pass it on to. Yeah. What do you think the... How long does a janitor... Because I know there is, like, a night janitor, but he's not there all night, right? You know what I mean? He's just probably there not. probably until, like, 8 p.m. or something like that, I would say. I would say. Unless there's something going on. Right. Then maybe he has to be there all night. Right. I assume but it's, like, like, some kind of shift. How creepy do you think that, like, 
a school gets, you know, like when you're the last one there. Well, you're literally the only person in the whole building. I'm pretty sure every school I've been to, it's just like so long, like the hallways are so long, but they're kind of short. They're not very tall. <laughs> you know what I mean? The rooms I aren't very tall. Like, so like the, the, the way you kind of perceive things is just like very straightforward. You have to look forward mm. everywhere you look. You know what I mean? Tunnel and, vision. Mm-hmm. And anytime there's a corner, you have no idea what's going to be there because you have to look this way. I don't know. I, I, you have some that, kind of fear of, of schools, don't you? No, it's just, the, it's just the, the way it looks because it's just like tiled this way, right? And then you have that weird, the weird lights going that way, which is also just straight lines. And then lockers, which is just a series of straight lines. So it's like you have, when you look you. down, yeah, like you just kind of have this weird... Rather than, like, you look down my room and you don't have any kind of thing doing that to you. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying the chaos in your room makes you feel freer than the... Yeah, I get uniformity the, the of symmetry, the school. Yeah, the symmetry, the symmetry of, the of the hallway at a school is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you never thought about that before? Like, walking down a hallway and be like, God, I fucking hate... Like, I think it, it's not even, like, scary to me. It's more just, like, stresses me out, I guess. Well, like, I, I think that maybe, like, the... Because like when you the, walk down the art about, hallway, when you walk down the school, art hallway, you don't feel like that because you get to look at little pieces of art on the way. You don't have to look down straight. Yeah, you know I, I mean? think I think about a school being kind of an institution of learning. You know what I mean? Which is kind no seriously, yeah. and which is kind of like um, a prison in a lot of ways. Like yeah. you're put in there. You know, you have to do these things in this order and go from this room to this room and this yeah. room, and everything is real uniform, like you said, and you know, some at my school uh, when, that I went to through like to, through graduation, like the last three years of my high school, we had uniforms when I first started mm-hmm. there, and there was a walkout, like a bunch of students oh, like sweet. organized and like walked out of the school and like marched this is around. The 90s, man. Marched you around wear the school. Jeans. <laughs> <laughs> they marched around the school with like a megaphone and stuff and. Um, we ended up having a uniform anyway, and then the year after I graduated, they got rid of the uniform. Yeah, because they were like, everybody hates this. Yeah, I always thought that was stupid anyway. Like, I don't understand that. I like uh, if you work at McDonald's, what is the point of making you wear, you know, a fucking polo? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do you have to wear, like, a, a dry-fit polo? And it's because they want everybody to look the same and, you know, look like the image of that corporation. You but know, instead they look like sad people. But well, but <laughs> I disagree with it more in a school setting, I think, because yeah. at least at a business, like, you're signing up for that. Mm-hmm. Like, in school, you're, you know, you, you have, have no to choice. do it. Yeah, you have to do it unless you drop out. And, like... Even then, like, it's, like, I don't... I feel like if you're trying, if you're trying to raise kids, I feel like uh, limiting their clothing choice is, like, one of the... It's it's like why would you want to die on that hill, you know, like or plant your flag on that hill, like, hmm. as far as like something for a kid to learn or like learn how to like like as a responsibility uh, exercise or uh, I don't I don't know what the I don't know what the word would be used for, for having to wear a uniform and just accepting that you have to wear a uniform, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, I feel like it's a psychological control experiment. You know I don't think I mean? it helps. I feel like they're trying they're no. trying to. I mean, you could say it's kind of like communism. I don't know if that's a fair example, but like it's like trying to make everybody the same. Yeah. So there aren't, you know, perceived class differences or something along those lines. But uh, yeah, there always yeah. are. Like by whatever you have that's variable in your in your uniform, like there's yeah. still clear differences. I would say the fact that they people in groups. Yeah. The the fact that they're like it, like the the uniform itself usually. What I've noticed is that it is very, it's either uh, really sexist, you know what I mean? Because it forces women to wear skirts, you know what I mean? And dudes to wear like the, or not, maybe not wear skirts, but they got to wear like the more lady version of mm. of the uniform. You at know my what I mean? school. Like they have to. At my school, we all had to wear khakis or yeah. black pants. And we had like, I, I think we had two different, I think we had black shirts or like maroon colored shirts that we could wear and everybody had to wear polo shirts and so there was a, like a lady cut I guess to yeah. to, to the, w- the women's polo shirts but they weren't 
They weren't at all sexual. Like, they were okay. just... Well, see, actually, I, I went to a school, Mount Christian Academy, okay. when I was a kid, and uh, we had the same thing. Except we were allowed to wear button-up white shirts hmm. and button-up white polos that didn't have the logo on it. Everything yeah. else had to get... If you wore a red shirt, you could wear anything, actually, if it had the logo on it, but we really only had, like, sweaters and, like, yeah. you know, uh, stuff like that. But uh, I kind of see that, but I feel like... Uh, you know the khaki polo look doesn't look very good on uh, anybody. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's one of those things where like there's that one dude who's like it's perfect for him. Like he was already yeah. wearing a khakis and polos. Yeah, and I, I mean I don't really mean like there's definitely people that it looks good on, but but then like most people are just like God, I fucking feel gross. Like yeah, because I feel gross. It's in real a polo. uncomfortable, and yeah. I think that it's unless it's like it's... a super loose polo or something like that, like one of those like. You know, yeah. like, fucking Hawaiian polos? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure... I think you could do it right and be comfortable in those clothes. Yeah. But it's like... I think we even had to tuck our shirts in. See, and, that's a that's a problem. And I... You know, <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, and I understand, like, there's certain schools, like boarding schools and things like that, where it's expected to wear a certain uniform. Like, your parents are paying a bunch of money for you to go to this boarding yeah. school. I understand. Like, if they're trying to send you to military school to teach you etiquette or something, like, yeah. that's that situation. But, like, public schools, I feel like it's a stifling of creativity to force students to wear a uniform and, like, tuck their shirt in yeah. and all that. And See, I, like, I, I feel, I, uh, man, I'm so conflicted on this stuff sometimes because, like, I, I kind of want to be, like, let kids wherever they want. You yeah. know what I mean? Because sure. I do kind of think you should be, like, like, what is our problem... It seems it, it seems like there's no uh, reason like for people to be acting like you can't wear this, you can't wear that. Like it seems like it's it's more it's less of a thing of like what the students are doing and more of a thing of like how the teachers feel. Yeah. And so like anytime they're like, oh, this like female student is like wearing like too thin cut of a shirt or whatever, right. like. It's, it seems like it's always the female students that get in trouble. Always the female and the black students get in trouble over, like, shit like that. And uh, also it's, like, the dudes, like, the, the, things that, the things that they do wrong is just wearing, like, uh, like no shirt, basically. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's them, like, going out of the thing. Like, I had, like, the, like, I there's had... No, like, there's no thing that a male can do to distract women as far as, you know, unless they take their shirt off. So they don't, they can't ever not go against the dress code unless they have dreads or whatever. You know what I mean? You mean but, they, they don't usually go against the dress code unless... I mean, it's almost impossible. Like, you have to you have to not be wearing a shirt or be wearing, like, some kind of ripped up shirt or yeah. something that has, like, profanity on it. You have to actually, go, you have to go out of your way as a dude to go, to dr- go against the dress code. Whereas a woman might just accidentally go against the dress code. And right. I think that's the fucked up thing is that... And I don't think, I think kids really don't pay attention to it that much. Like, I remember being, like, pretty, you know, I remember being, like, having the hots for some some other kids and stuff like that and being like, oh, you know, like, but it wasn't ever, like, a thing of, like, I can't focus on anything else but th- this other person sitting next to me, you know, I was, right. I was never, I mean, like, sweating. I like, think just when, like, you're in, when you're in high school, you've got you enough, know. like, hormones and chemicals running through your body, like... I mean, like, I'm those terrified. distractions are gonna be there regardless of what the other students are wearing. Like, yeah, it's it's gonna be. Yeah, I, I might look at like a leg of a table and be like, <laughs> you know, like, and that stiff, that might tip me off. A stiff breeze hits you when you go outside. Oh yeah, a stiff breeze. <laughs> I like the way you said stiff <laughs> and breeze. <laughs> oh, yeah, high school is tough, man. So what do we we got an hour? Yeah, six. we're just over an hour. Okay, probably edited it down to about an hour, but. Good podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it. I, I think wanna... you uh, you got out a lot of the information that I was going to ask you about. You know, through that the part where we were talking about all the different places. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Even though it was kind of jumbled up and stuff like that, I feel like I got a I got a whole bunch of. Uh, I'm gonna have to listen to this yeah. just so I can uh, actually because I I never really like listen to like I, I never really record myself doing mm-hmm. any kind of thing and uh, so like uh, I'm gonna have to listen to this just to be like. Oh God! <laughs> I can't believe how many times I said like within <laughs> how many you know it I does come even, up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll give I you say that. you know you know what I'm saying like, uh, like it's just yeah uh I like that one though <laughs> I like that one though 
Uh, that one's fun. You can actually, you could probably make a, th- a theme song if you want, with with just the uh noise. Do it in different octaves and whatnot. Yeah, I'll put it on a keyboard and uh, 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 uh. not that. Okay, let's not let's not. <laughs> that's not gonna be the theme, ladies and gentlemen. That's not the theme song. That is officially not the theme song. <laughs> All right, roll the roll the theme song. Roll the outro theme song. Thanks again to Jax Howie for being on the show and Jimmy Jimmy, the one-man band, for the theme music that we used at the beginning and the end of today's show. You can find more of his work at jimmy-jimmy.com and more by myself and the creative community at mayplexmonk.com.